Welcome back to the Sports Dan Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Hooker here, and today's episode will be my week one reaction to college football. Um, Let's start off by saying, how can you not be entertained by the college football world? You had the upsets. You had the feel good. You had the excitement. You had the edge of hey, you had you had the edge of, of your seat. Yeah, all that. So let's start off with this. Colorado. A lot of people owe you an apology. Because before the season started, people were saying, Oh, this team won't win no more than three games. And in the first game you go out and you show up. Went forty five to forty two. Stradora Sanders throw over 500 yards. Travis Hunter plays over 100 snaps, gets over 100 receiving yards, and gets a pick. Coach Prime and his press conference talking his talk because he's walking that walk. But truly the S factor was Dylan Edwards. Having three receiving yards and having 135 receiving yards out of the backfield, him... And Shadur were the S factor that day. Because everyone knew what Travis Hunter was going to bring to the table. But what Dylan Edwards and Shadur brought that day, you can't you can't tell me nothing right now. You can't you can't tell me nothing that Colorado won't win more than six games. Colorado has a chance to make it to a bowl game now, the way the national media looked at it. But if you believe beforehand, as Coach Prime would have said, um, I think that you would have been able to realize, see, realize, and to see the vision that Coach Prime was trying to bring. And you know, Shadur Sanders brought up a good, a good quote saying, "Y'all falling, y'all fall, y'all fall into the hype of names." And it made me realize that there's not much difference between a Power Five, a Group of Five, a FCS, and a Division Two school except for the trenches. The big guys up front are the difference maker between a Power Five, a Group of Five, a FCS, and a D2 school. Because you got to think about it. Shadura Sanders came from Jackson State and HBCU. So did Travis Hunter. But they, but they didn't believe. There was a lot, there was a lot, of, there was a lot of more questions towards Shadura whether he has the ability to play the quarterback position. And in my head, when people were questioning Shador, I was like, one, his dad is Deion Sanders. If you don't think he has the ability to read the coverage, read what the corners want and what the corners are playing in, tells me all I need to know. And read what what blisses might come, that's all I need to know. Second, <laughs> he was training with Tom Brady over summer. If you do not believe that Shadur was, wasn't going to pick up a thing or two from Tom Brady. You got life twisted all the way around. Shadur is a competitor. It's, it's literally in his blood to be a competitor. So why people didn't believe, that's on them. But I believed in Shadur because I said in, in, in the week one preview, I said when the time's going to get tough, Shadur's gonna rise. And when times got tough, Shadur rose to the occasion and got the got the job done. So 
it's it's bad it bad for me that um that they have to go out and did what they have to do to gain some respect because as soon as they lose, they're like, oh, Colorado wasn't this, Colorado wasn't that. Let's start having the expectations of them winning each game or having a thriller game each time. Let's just have the expectation. Of, let's see how they can progress to become a better team. If we look at it like that, we'll see the whole big picture. We'll see the whole big picture of what Coach Prime is trying to put, about how he wants to bring a high-level football team each game in and out. But, you know, I think that the national media, they'll, they'll drop to a point where if they win, they glorify you. But if you lose, oh, <laughs> they're going to talk bad about you. But it's the way life works in college football now. But it is. The next team, <laughs> the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, Kyle McCord, let me talk to you. You're telling me that you couldn't get the ball to Marvin Harrison Jr., Carnell Tate. Just the whole wide receiver room. You tell me you couldn't get the ball there for them to score? But your leading wide receiver is the tight end cased over. Let's be honest. All these Ferraris that you have in the garage, and you chose to take the Honda Odyssey? Come on. That's that's all I'm saying. Like, you had to get subbed out. Then you can sub back in, and you still don't perform to the Ohio State standard at quarterback when you have the amazing talent on the outside. Like, come on. Because the way the way I look at Michigan, <laughs> Michigan be y'all about 30 this year. 30. <laughs> so if you don't fish your stuff before Big Ten play really comes along, you're going to struggle. One easily 1,000%. So I need you guys to fix whatever y'all got going on in Columbus. Fix it now. Before someone calls you guys frauds, someone calls for your jobs, someone calls saying that, oh, is Ohio State even better than this team, that team? If they can, if they can't get the ball to their wide receivers, oh, they're just a quarterback away, or they're just this away. <laughs> and Ryan Day, <laughs> it starts with you. You gotta, you gotta have that mentality of, hey guys, we have to dominate because you guys did not dominate. Indiana worth nothing. Only went about 20, 23 to 3. That's not the Ohio, Ohio State way that I, I remember. But, you know, I need you guys to fix it, pick it up, and go on, go on to this week. And went about 40, and they continuously do it. And then we, when you guys play in the big-time games, I need I need to see that Common Court, you're ready to rise to the occasion. Ready, ready to get the ball out to your wide receivers and let them go to work. But because you can easily be in Heisen contention. Easily. All you have to do is just get out there to Marvin Hanson Jr. Just get out to the whole receiver room. Do you know how, how, how like, easy that is? Because y'all had a system to do it. It's been done. Multitude of times by many different play style 
quarterbacks. All right. Okay, now. Um, South Carolina, <laughs> something got to give with y'all. Giving no nine sacks to North Carolina. Spencer Rattler played a good game. He he did he did what 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 he could do. <laughs> he didn't have much to work with. Then <laughs> he didn't have much time in the pocket. <laughs> Just highly disappointed in you guys. You guys were supposed to represent the SEC, but you guys didn't do that. But <laughs> Shane Beamer, your press conference. I don't know, man. I believed in you guys, but now it's just like, why, why even, why even did I do that in the beginning? Cause now look at me, sitting here like a walking duck, having to chew up my words about North Carolina's defense, chew up my words about North Carolina offense. Really? Are we serious? Are we serious? Okay. Um. The downfall of the Tigers in week one. Um, we're going to get a Clemson a little later. Let's get into LSU. Um, Brian Kelly, let me holler at you. Why is your quarterback having more rushes than your whole running back room? You know if you want to win in the SEC, you have to run the ball. You have to run the ball with your running backs. You know that, right? You know that. If you want to win the big time games, you have to be more physical. You know what that means? Running the ball, grounding and pounding, chewing, chewing the clock with their rushes. But obviously, we can't do that no more. <laughs> we have to do Jaden Daniels. And you saw how Florida State was hitting Jaden Daniels. Just imagine what Alabama's going to do with the vengeance. <laughs> Just imagine. And then your defense. I mean, seemed like every time I turned around, someone, somebody was getting ran over. Was it from Trey Vincent? Jaheim Bell? In the little freshman hall? But hey, um, you guys have a lot, you guys have a lot to work on. Respectfully, you said I, I respectfully what you said in the press conference, you thinking that you guys you, this is not the football team that you that you thought you guys were. Respectfully, <laughs> you guys didn't play like a top ten team to me. But nah, I'm just kidding. Um, you guys played. It was just mistakes, mental mistakes, a whole bunch of mental mistakes that just made me think like, why? Just why? You guys, you guys been together for over a year now. A lot of returners, but we just keep making the same little mistakes that don't take us from here to here. Because what Florida State did to y'all, <laughs> they just knew they just knew they had a game in their, in their back pocket. Because one, you let two receivers get a hundred yards, and that's between Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman. Let's talk with Johnny Wilson. Um. Johnny Wilson, um, you know you could have had 150 this game if you didn't drop two balls easily. Like if you didn't just drop those two balls, you could have you could have got 150. But you did everything else right. You ran you, you ran good routes. Um, 
and you got open and you did you did you did a great job running after the catch. Um <clears throat> Keon Coleman, um the national media was not familiar with your game. But I was. I said you will be the X Factor to you guys season. And three tuts? Three tuts in the first game? <laughs> Calling your own shot on one of them? <sighs> finally. Um finally, finally, finally. Well, but if you keep this great going, <laughs> welcome to welcome to your first round paycheck. <laughs> welcome to your first round paycheck. And you know, um, Jordan Travis, you did what what you had to do. But um that pick had me really thinking, like, are you ready right now? Like, what was processing through your mind to throw that football? But hey, um, after that mistake, <laughs> you were excellent. Five total touchdowns. <laughs> was looking like my Heisman pick would, would don't look too bad at, at all. Um, Jaheen Bell. Oh, Florida State. Um, you guys incorporated him <laughs> in in a very good way. Let him get a touch, and he took it to the took it to the crib. Then using a fake bubble screen, get him open on a wheel rock. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I love it. But LSU, Fisher stuff, Florida State, just keep dominating. Just keep dominating. Because if you stay consistent throughout the whole year, and stay even killed throughout the whole year, and you're going to feed it, you're going to be the number two team in the country. Just like that. The number two team in the country. You guys haven't been back there since Jameis. That was eight years ago. So let, let's let's get back to what Florida State is all about, okay? Um, next team, um, Clemson. Um, let me let me guys tell you this: Duke will play a phenomenal game. Riley Leonard played a phenomenal gutsy performance, but um, Clemson is a dabble Sweeney issue. You can't blame you can't blame DJ. You can't blame any of the coordinators. This is a dabble issue. Yes, he's not the one fumbling at the goal line or anything like that. But, one, your wide receivers couldn't get separation. Two, um, everyone just looked tired. Everyone just looked tired. They didn't look in sync throughout the game. Um, three, um, where were the adjustments at the halftime? I just need to know. Where, where were the adjustments? Because it didn't seem like it to me. So now we have to figure out what's really going on with the team. And it all starts with you. So when you look, when you can look yourself in the mirror and figure out what's going on, because everyone's leaving you behind with NIL, with the transfer portal. Those are the two main things that are keeping keeping the elite, the elite. If you, and right now, <laughs> you guys don't look nothing like the Clemson that I know. But the reason why, let me give you a little secret. One, he doesn't have a generational quarterback. Two, his wide receivers aren't great contestant catchers. Because think about it. What do we think about T. Higgins when he was in college? Great contested catcher. What do we think about Justin Ross? Great contested catcher. DeAndre Hawkins, great contestant catcher. Like, do you see the trend? Mike Williams, 
great contested catcher. Like, do we see the trend now? Okay. So, whenever Clemson wants to f- get get their stuff together, <laughs> get everything together, then we can talk about Clemson doing doing what they need to do. Because now they're talking about the down, downfall of Dabo. And to be honest, people can say what they want to say now because this is year two of being a little questionable on whether your team is ready or not, okay? I'm just saying. But seeing it seems that DJ's decisions to transfer to go to Oregon State is reaping its benefits because Oregon State, that's a, that's a sleeper college football playoff team right there because, one, they're physical. Two, their defense. Their defense is phenomenal. And the offense just need to push up 28 to 31 points. And they have a shot at every single game the rest of the way because the defense is that good. So, DJ, I applaud you for getting out of a toxic situation and moving back closer to home because now you're reaping the benefits of being happy and just enjoying the game that you love and you flourish in a new system. So I applaud you and I congratulate you. Um, The AP poll came out. Um. What's understood don't need to be said. Um, I don't know how Clemson is ranked after their performance. Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma putting up 73. <laughs> they had Bush Jones on one knee. Um, that was honestly <laughs> hilarious. But, nah, um, Clemson is the biggest dropper. Dropping down 16 spots. Colorado's in it from a, a 1 and 11 team to being ranked in the top 25 after week one. Let's talk about the turnaround. But folks won't give him his credit yet. They want to see him win national championship before they even give him his credit or even win the conference before they give him his credit yet. But it's okay, though. Uh, what's understood doesn't need to be said. Um, Duke. Is now in the top twenty-five um, after their dominating win against Clemson. North Carolina moves up. Oklahoma moves up. Um, LSU dropping down nine point nine spots, and then Notre Dame entering the top ten. Ooh, we that's a team that I want to see. That I can't wait to see that go against their toughest competition because we can look at them like, hey, like. These guys, these guys might be might be legit if they win a couple games from here on out. And then Ohio State dropping down two, Florida State jumping f- four spots. Then Alabama, <laughs> Alabama at three. Um, Jalen Milrow. I'm glad I'm glad they gave you the job because you fit what Nick Saban wanted. Nick Saban said in the offseason. All the players in the offseason that they're going back to the old Bama ways. So I expect the ground and pound, and he's the most athletic quarterback. But he also showed me that he improved very much so in this department as a as a passer. So you're doing a great job being a quarterback at the University of Alabama because I know the expectations from here on out will be wildly high. And I know that there will be a lot of scrutiny if you just mess up one time. But, you know, 
keep putting it on for Alabama because they're going to need you when the time gets tough with using your legs and using that using that armor of yours. So, yeah. That's a wrap for this episode. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Come join the den. And I'm your host, John the Hooker, signing out. Peace.